The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 8th chapter. Then Jesus and his disciples sailed to the country of the Gerasenes, which is opposite Galilee. When Jesus had stepped out on land, there met him a man from the city who had demons. For a long time he had worn no clothes, and he had not lived in a house but among, t- among the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell down before him and said with a loud voice, What have you to do with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I beg you, do not torment me. For he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For many a time he, it had seized him. He was kept under guard and bound with chain, chains and shackles, but he would break the bonds and be driven by the demon into the desert. Jesus then asked him, What is your name? And he said, Legion, for many demons had entered him. And they begged him not to command them to depart into the abyss. Now a large herd of pigs was feeding there on the hillside, and they begged him to let them enter these. So he gave them permission. Then the demons came out of the man and entered the pigs, and the herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and, and were drowned. When the herdsmen saw what had happened, they fled and told it in the city and in the country. Then people went out to see what had happened, and they came to Jesus and found the man from whom the demons had gone, sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. And those who had seen it told them how the demon-possessed man had been healed. Then all the people of the surrounding country of the Gerasenes asked him to depart from them, for they were seized with great fear. So he got into the boat and returned. The man from whom the demons had gone begged that he might be with him. But Jesus sent him away, saying, Return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. And he went away proclaiming throughout the whole city how much Jesus had done for him. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Jesus is here today because he can smell us. Pigs and demons and the dead who fill the tombs and the herdsmen and the folks from the city nearby and also each one of us. We all share the same smell and unfortunately it is the stench of something gone horribly wrong. So Jesus can smell us, and yet Jesus comes to us from the love that soaks his heart. He wants to be with us, and he wants us to be with him as his disciples, sitting at his feet, clothed and in our right minds. Still in that gap between him and us, 
floats the sickening smell of things that are dirty, rotting, evil, and dead. So why would Jesus come to us? And what will Jesus do with us? And what does Jesus want from us? This whole adventure started long before today, way back, when our Lord spun our story out of nothing. With words alone, our Lord created sun and moon and stars and earth and heaven and Adam and Eve and angels. Some of those angels got the idea that they would be better gods than God. So they rebelled, and they promptly got themselves tossed out of heaven. Demons are just good angels gone bad. But those demons are always dangerous. Homeless, they wander looking for a new place to live. Wounded, they search for someone else to wound. Clever and strong, they are not to be touched or talked to, unless, of course, you are Jesus, and your job is to chase away our evil and relieve our pain. This poor man from the Gerasenes is a walking, talking, warning to a world that thinks that it can be a better God than God. He is remarkably strong. He can break shackles and chains. And our world adores strength. He seems completely free. Nobody can boss him or bind him or even make him wear clothes. And our society worships freedom. He is very clever. He sees that Jesus is the Son of God before the disciples do. And we all love clever. But his strength and his freedom and his cleverness are lies. His assets are really outbursts from that apartment house for demons that has been built inside of him. That legion of evil spirits controls him and abuses him, leaving him miserable and frightened and scorned and wounded and naked and alone and unloved. In truth, This man is our world's worst nightmare because in the end he belongs to evil and not to himself. Jesus can smell that trouble, but unlike the herdsmen and the city folks, when he smells it, Jesus does not run away. Instead, Jesus comes to this man with a heart full of love, the same heart full of love that created us in the first place. With his words, the same kind of beautiful, powerful, holy, selfless words that spoke our world from nothing into something. Jesus banishes those demons and pulls this man back from death to life. 
Of course, this story is not a one and done. Back when the angels and Adam and Eve all fell from grace, and suddenly the whole cosmos reeked of sin, giving us the broken world that we still have today, our Lord resolved to save us all, to find a way for all of us to sit at his feet again in beauty and holiness and love and light, clothed and in our right minds. For that, the eternal word took flesh as Jesus Christ and came to make our wrongs right by trading places with us. We see that in this text in real time. Once Jesus restores this man to good, Jesus turns and heads to Jerusalem where he will become the prisoner of evil and he will be attacked by demons. In Jerusalem, Jesus is treated like a man possessed. He will be chained and fettered, abused and stripped naked, scorned and left alone among the tombs, unclean and unloved. But finally on his cross, Satan's greatest win will become Satan's greatest loss because Jesus' story was always part of our Creator's story, the story of our eternal salvation. Some years later, St. Paul gives us the punchline. Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. So on the cross, the Father smells the Son, and the Son smells good. And our Heavenly Father is well pleased because on the cross, the Son kept our creation story going. There the Son did precisely what he came to do, to take away our smell of sin, to die for us, to rise for us, to reverse our fortunes, to chase away our demons, and to retell our story, to touch us and forgive us and cure us and cleanse us and save us, so that the Father is also well pleased with each one of us. This story ends as Jesus gives this new man his old life back. Verse 39. Go home and tell the folks how much our God has done for you. And the man does. And his life is good again. It is the life of a fresh disciple, pressed into the image of his Savior, Jesus Christ. Today, our lives are good again, too, if we will only have it, which is to say, if we will only have Jesus, coming to us now in his word and in his sacraments. 
Of us, St. Paul will later say, Now we are the beloved, the children of God, the fragrance of God, and we are meant to spread the good smell of Christ everywhere to everyone. All of this is why we need to be here in person each week. This is the place where Jesus comes to us. This is the place where Jesus has chosen to meet us and talk to us and touch us and put us back in our right minds. This is the place where we sit at Jesus' feet as he explains what he wants from us as his disciples. This is where Jesus trades his life and his fate for ours and leaves us smelling good so that when our Heavenly Father takes a sniff of us, he says to each of us, Welcome, my beloved. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Amen.